Lance Leguez is faculty advisor for UTA Radio at the University of Texas at Arlington and a member of the College Radio Day Advisory Board. Lance talked with the legendary Steve Scott, a radio broadcaster with 40-plus years of radio news experience. He's a news anchor at WCBS News Radio 880 in New York City, there from 2006 to present. Previously, Scott has had assignments around the world, including Bosnia, Cuba with Castro, and 9-11 at the World Trade Center. Lance Leguez wanted to go back to where it all began, Scott's college radio roots. Steve Scott joins us on College Radio Day. And Steve, you work at WCBS. You're the afternoon news anchor there. No, afternoons, sometimes mornings, sometimes middays, you know vacation relief and stuff but primarily afternoons and and talk a little bit about your duties what does the afternoon anchor do besides deliver the news there's a lot more that goes into it behind the scenes right yeah i come in late morning and uh, start looking for stories i mean we have reporters who are out in the field but uh, the anchors are also reporters and we'll look for interviews that we might like and uh, you know try to chase those down it might be with a member of congress it might be with somebody who's an expert on something it might be with another journalist who's been reporting on a story and we'll try to work on uh, some of those and uh, and do what we call a two-way which is is basically just a conversation between the two people that we record and then use it on the air um, i'm a perpetual early arrival some people can blow right in and and you know get their stuff written in 45 minutes and go on the air i i probably could but i'm not comfortable doing that so i you know i like to spend some time trying to flesh out some stuff and and then uh, typically at 3 p.m eastern time uh, on the air i go for the next four or five hours uh, you know the uh, the news never stops 24 uh, 7 it's a lot of time to fill um you know you've got the commercials you got the traffic the weather the sports and and business reports that help uh, fill some of the time. Uh, but it's a lot of news that we have to get on. And so, uh, you know, and, and the news staff isn't as big as it used to be once upon a time. So we're all trying to do more to, uh, to fill that 60 minutes because that 60 minutes per hour is still just as big as it is, as it was back in the day. When news breaks during your shift, uh, I'm assuming that you're having to write kind of on the fly and maybe someone else is gathering audio to include. Is that what happens? Sure. We have, first of all, we have reporters who are uh, in the field. We also have staff writers and a producer uh, for the news. But sometimes if news breaks, if something comes across the AP or the New York Times flashes something uh, that is just happening, sometimes there's no time to wait for somebody to write it. Um, And you just go on with what you know. It may only be a couple of sentences you know, Lance, you uh, did this for a long time, and, and you know that it's it's best to say what you know. Don't try to say what you don't know. Um, and if you only know a couple of lines, say, that's all we know right now. We're going to stay on top of this and, and bring you more. So sometimes it's it's the anchor, literally uh, seeing a, an alert from the Associated Press or for, from some other uh, you know trusted news source. Well, all careers have to start somewhere, and your finely honed skills started at San Jose State. And talk to me a little bit about your college radio experience there. How did you first get involved? Well, I started at KSJS-FM at San Jose State University uh, in the fall of 1979 when I first uh, walked on uh, the campus as a, a freshman. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. My parents uh, told all their friends that I was going to be the next Howard Cosell, um, I'm not sure if that was a compliment, but that's uh, what they used to say. 
Uh, I wanted to do sports. Uh, news was was not the first passion. Um, and the first thing I did was actually uh, sports on the college radio station. But, uh, you know, to, to be well-rounded, I also did some DJ shifts, which hopefully there are no tapes of those uh, floating around anywhere. And then, uh, you know, I had a, a wise journalism instructor who uh, I was going for a broadcast journalism minor. And he said, you know, you really should, you know, get strong in news as well, because someday you're going to go out and you're going to be looking for a full-time job. And the more skills you have, whether it's being a DJ, whether it's being a sports announcer or whether it's being a newscaster, the more tools you have, the better your chance of getting a job. Was this uh, station, was it married to some sort of class where you had classwork and then did the station or was this separate from a class? Well, it, it was a uh, four credit class, if you will. I mean, you got credit for being on the college radio station. But before you could actually be on the air, there were some intro to broadcasting classes that you had to go through um, as prerequisites. But uh, then we just we would go on and we would do our thing. Now, you know, keep in mind, this was you know, over 40 years ago and college radio, I think might've been a little different back then. At least our station was at, at San Jose state. Our station was very structured. We had a format much like a commercial radio station. We didn't play commercials, but we did stop down a few times an hour to play public service announcements and things like that. Um, you know, we had sports casts and, and, and everything like that. We, you know, it was formatted like a, a radio station of that time. And, and I think the thought was, you know, that's how radio was back in 1979, 1980 and, and beyond. And if you learned how to do a structured format like that, it would better prepare you uh, to go on the air. Do you remember your first moment on air? I do, because uh, the fellow who trained me was recently inducted into the Bay Area Hall of Fame, a radio Hall of Fame. Uh, he's a guy named Dennis Terry, who still... 40-something years later, still pulls a weekly Friday oldie shift on the college radio station. And the great thing about Dennis Terry, this guy who I love, who trained me to go on the radio, is Denny is blind. So I was trained by a blind disc jockey. And, and you know, it's a credit, I think, that to Denny's skill. Uh, I mean, he knew the board. He knew where everything was. He knew everything by feel and, and reach and, and everything like that. He trained me to go on the radio. And you know, it's, you know, it's like I remember my first solo flight when I got a, a pilot's license. I remember the first time he said, OK, um, you're going to actually be on the air now. And so here we go. And, uh, you know, it was quite a thrill. He did everything by feel. That's amazing. Yeah, he was uh, he is still amazing. He's still on the air uh, doing an oldie shift and he's got one of the great outlooks and, and great deliveries. And like I said, he was just recently inducted into the Bay Area Radio Hall of Fame uh, in California, and I'm super proud of him. Well, you just mentioned that you did a lot of things at the station besides sports, and you got encouragement to, to do news and, and, and maybe even a DJ shift, and so well-rounded there. But as you moved on from college, did you go into radio news, your first job out? My first paying job was at a an FM station in Los Gatos, California, which was a suburb of San Jose where I was going to school. It was weekend overnights disc jockeying on a station that during the day was Portuguese language formatted. And then at night played American uh, kind of, I don't know, schmaltzy adult contemporary top 40 type stuff overnights. And 
you know, here I was a college kid living in a fraternity. And what did I do on my Friday and Saturday nights? I went to Los Gatos and, and DJed Olivia Newton, John songs, you know, overnight. Um, but part of what I did at that little FM station was at the top of the hour, a rip and read newscast. And it was back then, literally you'd rip the wire copy off of the teletype and you would read associated press or, or UPI. I don't recall what it was, but you would read a newscast and you know, my, my DJing, I guess it was passable for what I was doing, but a news director at a bigger station in San Jose heard me. And what got his attention was my reading of the news. And he offered me a weekend uh, job doing news on his station. And I eventually became the, the morning anchor, I think when I was 21 and um, away I went from there. And now, and I will say, if I could just add a postscript to that, yeah. when I got that full-time job at the age of 21, I was a senior at San Jose state, but you know, morning radio, you're getting up at 3 AM and you're, you know, you're going on early and you're tired at the end of the day. So I, I kind of stopped going to school full-time and I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get that done. And I finally, graduated in 2020. So, you know, some students are on a, a four-year plan. I was on a 40-year plan. I finally finished up my last credits just a couple of years ago in, in 2020. And, and you know, I would tell students now, uh, you know, do as I say, not as I did. If, if you're good enough to get hired, if somebody wants to hire you when you're still in school, chances are you're going to be just as good, if not better, once you have that degree. And the, and the degree can help you in so many other ways. Um, you know, I've looked back at, I can't complain about how my career turned out, but not graduating had been a huge hole in my personal life and something that I was actually kind of ashamed of. And, um, I can tell you that finally finishing it and getting that diploma in the mail from San Jose state was one of the you know, proudest things that that's happened to me, uh, uh, in my life. In radio, no matter what you're doing, sports, news, music, you all have kind of one goal and one skill, and that is to communicate. But what are some of the other skills that you picked up as a result of college radio that you're still using today? Well, I'll tell you, I was very fortunate when I was at KSJS at San Jose State in the, the very late 70s and early 80s. I was lucky that I caught a wave of very talented students, you know, from, from what I heard from faculty there, it would kind of ebb and flow. There'd be, you know, a really, really talented, energetic group. And then there would be, you know, a, a period of time where maybe it, it, it wasn't, you know, that deep as far as the so talent. Went. Um, but I was fortunate to catch a wave where I was with some really good, talented people, people who are still in the business today in radio and television you know, some are in music, uh, some do traffic or weather, some do television. Um, but 40 years later, they are still doing it and they're doing it at a high level. And, you know, there's that old saying that uh, high tides you know, raise all boats. And I it raised me because I didn't want to be the guy who brought down the level of the radio station. I mean, we weren't competitive. We were all friends. We were there to to back each other up. And I was inspired by the, the talented people with whom I worked. And I wanted to be as good as them. I didn't want to be the weak link. I don't want to be the weak link at the station I work at now. But I didn't want to be the weak link back then and let anybody down. And so that really, you know, encouraged me. And, and it instilled teamwork in me, which, you know, even today, you know, I'm, I'm part of a news team. You know, you, 
you, you think you're the most important cog. Well, you're not. If, if you're on vacation or you're sick, there's somebody who does a really good job who's going to fill in. Um, and it's that sense of camaraderie. During the, uh, the pandemic, I never missed a day coming in. I was one of the few who kept coming into the station every day to do the news. But I really miss the uh, collegiality of, of having a full newsroom because most of the other people, the producers, the writers, uh, much of management, they were working outside and, uh, you know, from home. And it just wasn't the same. I really liked the, uh, the team aspect of having everybody together. You're bouncing ideas. You know, maybe you have a disagreement uh, on, on something and you talk it out and it's like, oh, all right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Let's go with that. So, you know, it, that collegiality, I think, is really important. Going into radio and the news business is a lot different than it was when, when both of us started. Uh, and today we're dealing with uh, hyper uh, political sensitivity. We're dealing with low pay in small markets. So I wonder if you had any advice for students who are about to graduate and are thinking about getting into the uh, journalism business. You know, in all honesty, I would tell them to think about it really hard. I'm not going to discourage anybody because journalism might be more important right now than it has been in my career. It's always been important, but right now we need good, accurate storytellers. And if you are going to a, a small market, you know, if you're a graduate and you're doing television, you may end up in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, and you might, your first job, you might be making $25,000 a year, if that. And that hasn't changed a lot in recent years. And radio in smaller markets, you're not going to get rich either. Um, so I think you really do have to think about it. There are a lot of factors. Um, do you have a family that you're trying to support? Do you have other, you know, support financially from a spouse? Um, you know, do you have a lot of college loans you're going to have to pay off? Um, you know, are you single and, and you're, you're willing to go for it and eat ramen for a while, you know, if you have to, and, and generic macaroni and cheese? Um, you know, you, you do have to think it over. And, and I always hate when a good journalist says, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm going uh, to work for a PR firm or I'm going to be a, a spokesman for this member of Congress or... I'm going to sell shoes. I just can't do this anymore. It's upsetting, but I, I respect that people have to do what is best for their families. But I would just say, know what you're getting into. It's not always going to be easy. If you look at public opinion polls, journalists right now are, are somewhere between politicians and used car salesmen as, as far as trust. And it's, by the way, it's incumbent upon all of us to try to, to raise that by the good work that we do. I think local news gets much higher ratings than does the national news, the national networks. Um, you know, I, I know people will say, um, boy, I hate the news. It's so biased that, you know, that national newscaster on whatever network, but I sure love my action seven news team. They are the best. I watched them and I saw one of them at the supermarket the other day. I just love them. They're great. So they, I mean, they, they seem to have more tolerance for their, the local news, the people who live in their community and their kids go to their schools and, you know, they're on the PTA together. Uh, national news, probably for some very good reasons, sometimes doesn't quite have the trust level. So know that you're getting into a profession where people may question your integrity just as you try to do your job. Know that you may be threatened um, by somebody 
either, you know, implicitly or out and out, you know, told, you know, you better watch what you say, watch what you write. Um, I mean, I, you know, again, I'm not trying to discourage anybody. I just want people to know what they are getting into. All of that said, it's the best job in the world. It really is. You get to tell stories. Who doesn't like to tell stories? And, you know, also we all have a little bit of an ego. Don't we like to be the first to tell somebody, hey, this just happened? Well, on my radio station, that's part of my job. I get to tell people that I I try not to say it quite like that, but, I, you know, I get to tell people breaking news and they will get home at the end of the day and they will remember that they first heard it on our station. They may go to the New York Times to learn more or go to television to learn more or something like that. But, you know, they heard it first on our station. And that that is an awesome responsibility, but also an awesome feeling knowing that you are serving that role. And it's so important. Um, I just I for those who really want to do it, I hope they that they do it. And remember that, remember that great feeling. Um, it's an important job, a very important job, and we need people to do it. I mean, people like me, I've been doing it for 40 something years. I'm not going to be doing it forever, whether it's, you know, radio or print or online or, or television or whatever. We need that younger blood coming up who's aggressive and, and wants to search out stories and isn't afraid to get their hands dirty and, and spend time researching um, stories. Uh, we need those people. So I would encourage you to go for it, but go for it with an informed mind of what you're getting into. Great advice. Steve Scott, thanks. Thank you, Lance.